Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Don't miss Tuesday night our NHL doubleheader. We got Red Wings Blues in the early matchup. Then you will see the superstars, Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks, Connor McDavid and the Oilers. All the action available for you on the ESPN app and with that we welcome you back to get up we come to you live as always above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17 RC Rex Ryan we had a Chris Canty in here earlier Danny is on assignment we got two Monday night football games ready to go tonight and obviously there'll be plenty to get to there but yesterday it was a day we thought might be the best Sunday we had scheduled in the entire NFL and it lived up saving the biggest for last Dak, Jalen, Cowboys, Eagles. We'll show you again for those of you who didn't stay up late how this one was decided. Right off the bat, RC, the Cowboys setting the tone. Dak Prescott showing you he can get out of the pocket and use his legs. CD Lamb is working with his quarterback. Easy touchdown for the boys. That was their first drive of the game. Meanwhile, the Eagles get the next drive, and they're going to turn it over. This is exactly what you want if you're the Eagles. Run the ball with Jalen. But it's a great punch out by Donovan Wilson, and this was just the start of a turnover-prone day. Late in the half, Rex, how about Micah Parsons? Yeah, how about just running over Lane? Two guys. <laughs> supposed to be the you know, a Hall of Fame right tackle. Uh, no big deal. This guy's incredible. That was in the final two minutes of the half. Big route. In the final seconds on a pick route, Michael Gallup with the touch, with the Jordan shrug. Cowboys up 24-6 at the half. Then they would force their third turnover of the night in the fourth quarter. That seals it here. Marquise Bell with the punch out. Malik Hooker with the recovery. Cowboys with the statement. They win it big. Cry, Eagles cry. Demarcus Lawrence had a lot to say. Hit him in the face. Over and over and over and over again until they quit. And when they quit, hit them again and again and again and again. It was big. We needed it. Uh, yeah, let's not sugarcoat that. We needed that. But with a couple of games left on, with, with both teams, understand as I've talked about, it's about us running our own race and, and you know, checking it out there at the end. Is this the most satisfying win of the Mike McCarthy era? Uh, I would say yes. Yeah. So each of those sound bites was interesting to me. Mm. Uh, Let's start with Dak saying running our own race. You made a race analogy earlier today that I like. Yeah, it's definitely their own race now because two weeks ago, the NFC was a three-horse race, and we knew it was the Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, and Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Now it's just two teams. It's the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers because right now they are so far clearly outplaying the Philadelphia Eagles, out-executing the Philadelphia Eagles, and also being more physical than the Philadelphia Eagles, which was what we thought this team was last year and coming into this season. The Dallas Cowboys took it on the chin from the San Francisco 49ers, and they did some self-reflection. They became self-aware and said, we need to change some things. It started with the quarterback. The quarterback said, I need to start using my legs again, which Rex has asked him to do for years now on this show. The wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, became a true number one, getting those sorts of targets. Jake Ferguson has emerged. And also, if you're Mike McCarthy, the play calling offensively suits the person that is taking the snaps. And defensively, they run and hit. 
And that's what we saw last night. The Philadelphia Eagles defensively didn't step up and tackle, didn't step up and make plays. From Stephon Gilmore on down to the front line and Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, they won their matchup. Well, the thing that is amazing, like the better team won, clearly. Yeah. This team's better in all three phases. Yep. All three phases. All right. You've got your offense is clearly better than Philly's right now. It's mm-hmm. more explosive. You've got the way Dak Prescott's playing. Yep. All right. And you talked about it, illustrated it earlier about how he uses all his receivers. Brandon Cooks, C.D. Lamb, Jake Ferguson. Michael Gallup has, you know, Big actually play. showed up. And when you put him in a lesser role, he's a better player. Yeah. All right. And then, then Pollard and all that. That offensive line outplayed Philly's offensive line. And certainly the defense, there's absolutely no comparison. You're talking about one of the best defenses in the league. All right, and, and creates more turnovers yeah, than anybody with the Dallas Cowboys compared to a team that can't get off the field on third down is absolutely horrendous. So, to me, you're right. It's a two-horse race right now. Let's talk about Dak. Let's talk about the quarterback in particular. As of this morning on ESPN Bet, he is the favorite to win MVP of the league. And, he sh- and, and he's he got some play. And he yeah. should be the favorite because if you look at the way that Dak Prescott utilized all of his weapons yesterday, it was an absolute masterclass. Hold on one second. Let me. Stop. Oh, Danny would get up. I'm like, this guy. <laughs> he unbuttoned his shirt. Oh, here, here you're going to see Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb with the inside move. He gets to the post corner. Look at the placement of this football. And all go special. Rex knows every game you have to have a plan for how you're going to play this in too high or single. Dak finds Jake Ferguson. He stretches the field and finishes physically. <laughs> Look at Brandon Cooks being used for the reason they brought him there, hey. which was to stretch the field. And here's having confidence in your quarterback. It's the fourth quarter. You can just salt the ball away. You can punt it away. They said, no, Dak, go out and make a play. He saw the one-on-one, yeah. and he went to Michael Gallup. Dak Prescott is playing with such an extreme level of confidence, it's actually bordering on arrogance. It's where we used to hear Aaron Rodgers in post-game in post-game interviews or post-game press conferences where everyone was just, as Stephen A. would say, bloviating Mm. (laughs) about what they'd accomplished, and then they could just look forward to the next game because they knew what they'd done. That's why Dak said, we got to run our race. We got to play the rest because his film is doing the talking. Well, that's really interesting to me. And actually, Rogers, when he was here with, um, or maybe it was on McAfee two weeks ago, he was talking about the super high level that Dak Prescott is playing at, and not from a physical standpoint, but from control of the game, mastery. Yeah. of the offense. So I told you there were three interesting things in the sound bites. Th- that was the first one, was, was, you know, the thing about running the race. The next one is Demarcus Lawrence talking about punching him in the face, yeah. punching him in the face. I don't think that most people would have thought that the Cowboys would be the physical bludgeoning team in this matchup, but they were, right, on both sides of the line of scrimmage. The Cowboys, who I think we still have a tendency to think of as the, the, the Pretty um, boys. finesse yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely. They were the physical team Oh, yesterday. you're exactly right, 100% right, Grady. And the thing that was interesting about uh, – I never thought anybody can use the, the, the F word more than, than I heard now. I mean, that was impressive, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Jonathan Allen's pretty said, good at it. Oh, yeah, yeah he was. When, when he said about, and, and then w- when they quit, yes. and then we're going to keep punching them. In other words, he's giving you a little thing that they did quit. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is interesting. And I'll say it. And look, they're going to remember it. Philly's going to remember it. But you know what? Dallas doesn't care. Mm. Dallas is like, we whipped you up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And I think that's what they're saying because that great pass rush of Philly, 
non, almost non-existent. Right. I mean, really, all, the, all the teams you were on, Rex, were bully sort of teams. All absolutely. the teams you coached, physicality. When your teams got punched in the mouth, what was your message to them to get back on track and remember who you are? Because that's what Nick Sirianni is going to yeah. have to get across to the Eagles. Well, and that's the whole thing because, you know, as, as a guy that we're, we're not used to getting knocked out. Well, they got knocked out. So yeah. now you got to come back and say, okay, all right, we're going to show you again. Like, oh, no. This ain't going to happen again, and I promise you, they're going to use it as a rallying cry. Because you know what, we're going to, you know what, and bury the damn ball if you need to to sit back and say we're going to play him again in five weeks. We're going to play him again. That's the that's the other you thing know? though too, Greeny. Like sometimes, like here is where I feel like coaches could help you. We would be in football games with Coach LeBeau, and we would feel like we were playing soft. We'd play a lot of cover three, which is a zone, right. a single high zone, or we'd be in cover six, and Troy would walk up to him and be like, Coach, let us go. Like, let us attack. Mm. Sometimes as the coach, you have to change your mindset, and you have to change the way you call the game schematically so it, so it puts an attitude of physicality, an attitude of aggression, an attitude of attacking into your team. And when Rex mentions Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, consistently being in the same call, not only are they consistently in the same call, but the call is soft. Yeah. Right. So inherently, you are putting your guys on their heels. They're never in attack mode. On offense, when you run the ball, they start that physicality. Lane, and so I think they need to change the way they approach the game. I, I'm going to tell you how I did it, all right? Once that happened, we're going to sit back and say offensively, all right, four more run it again. Because yeah. I, I, every offensive lineman, let's run the ball. Let's run the ball. Well, you give me four yards, we'll run it again. Not even, I don't even four. care what the down and distance. Yes. So we got four yards, run it again. Four, run it again. And if you go back to looking at some of the games that I coach, believe me, you're like, what the hell? It's, it's third and 15. Yeah, well, we got four yards because we were backed up. We're third and we're 20. Running the thing again. And w- but it sends a mentality. It does, man. And if you're that tough, look, this guy's a tough guy. I like him, the Sirianni guy. I think yeah. he's a tough guy. Fitz Philly, good. Philly's a tough-ass town. Yep. They got embarrassed. All right? Philly is not happy now. Run the dang ball. Agreed. And, and you, you got teams. Last year, we know the Giants can't stop the uh, – the RPO game and, and all that kind of stuff. Is Jalen Hurts healthy or not? Yep. If he is, let's run him 20 times a game. We'll see. They get the Giants twice. You see on your screen there, the Eagles have a markedly easier schedule the rest of them than yeah. the Cowboys do. So despite Dallas's big win yesterday, I, I would still say there's a real chance that it's the Eagles that wind up winning hey, that Greeny, division. You know what's and so that's crazy? critical. Yeah. With, with all that Dallas proved this week, they're about to go on a stretch similar to what the Eagles were on oh, coming into this game. Right. So they could prove a lot as well on the road at Buffalo and on the road at Miami. Yeah, that could work both ways. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That could turn out to be a really good thing. It could turn out to be a really bad thing. All right. Before we get back to the monster call, which we will get to in a moment, let's do some Sunday superlatives. Rex, what was the most impressive thing you saw yesterday? Stephon Gilmore. I mean, when you're sitting back, this is why I said in the preseason this team's going to win the Super Bowl. And when I look at him, this guy is such a great player. I don't care. He's 30 years old, 31 years old, whatever. He was the best corner in the league uh, yesterday. Yes, he was. Tackling, forcing, hey, we're going to go all out blitz. And you know why? Our guy's going to come and make tackles. He did that. He he was sticking on on really one of the toughest covers in the in the league and AJ Brown he was all over him Stephon Gilmore one of my former guys one of my former uh, favorite players huge tackle RC favorite moment go 
Pittsburgh. Listen, anytime a guy that loves the Atlanta Falcons can take a hit on somebody in a Tom Brady jersey, you take it. He's a former Georgia Bulldog, and he went, and he got live. Also, too, Goldberg is still ripped up as hey, hell. He is. Hey, he ain't losing, did he? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what. What you wouldn't do is get me to be the Tom Brady guy that got tackled. Here's what I will say, though. From that same game, Someone make it make sense. This is the last play of the game. What are we doing? We are throwing a ball five yards short of the end zone hey, we with got a no completion. time remaining. What, are we trying completion. to pad our stats here? This is the fact. Someone make this remember, make Greeny, sense. Remember, the, Greeny, the Cowboys did this against Philadelphia. I remember. The last time they played. Right. This must be a new smart guy thing in the NFL. But the Cowboy one was like down to the one yard yeah. line. This ball is like five yards short of the goal line. He didn't even get close. you know why? That's when they go out they say, guys, you know what they'll never think we'll do? We're going five <laughs> yards short of the goal line. <laughs> and then you've got to run through eight guys to, to get in the end zone. Can oh we not outsmart God. somebody in this circumstance? <laughs> The Falcons lose the worst game. The Falcons are less good than their talent than any team yeah. I've seen in the entire league. I don't understand what in the world they're doing. Someone make that call. And they're Makes tied sense. for first. And they're, they're tied for seven. first. They're going to host the Cowboys or the Eagles. In the first round of the playoffs. That's exactly what's going to happen. Meanwhile, yep. as we continue much more on the declaration in Dallas last night, do we need to change the spelling from D-A-K to M-V-P? Plus, up next, don't miss it. The biggest play of the year would have been one of the great plays in NFL history. Wiped away by a call. The question is, did it need to be made? And the answer is next. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up. And what we saw yesterday in Kansas City was an unbelievably dramatic game with maybe the most controversial finish of the NFL season in case you missed it. Here's what it came down to. Final minute and a half, fourth quarter. Chiefs down by three. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on what might have been the most creative play. This is Kelsey spontaneously flipping it to Kadarius Tony, who's going to take it in for the touchdown. We'd be talking game over, Greedy. The rest of our lives. But RC, the toe. The toe. The toe that stole Travis's thunder. Listen, he was offsides here. Travis Kelsey makes a great play, but it's the correct call by the letter of the law. We have so much to say. We we will talk a lot. Wait, I'll let you say that again when I don't bury it. In the meantime, that was a fourth down play there. Mahomes frustrated. Sean McDermott had himself a rough week. He gets to celebrate, but Mahomes, the frustration did not stop after he left the field. Let us play, man. Like, let us play the game. And then whatever happens, happens. Like, the whole throwing the flag and deciding the game one or another, um, that, that, that's what hurts me. In elementary school, we talk about you line up, you point to the ref, you're good, you're not good. If not, they come to you, hey, we talk, you need to get off the ball more, you need to be on the ball more. You have a discussion. I mean, that's, that's, that's the ref's job. I mean, I mean, for him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything. And I, I saw the pitcher, and he, I mean, he probably is, I mean, barely off, barely off sides, but for him to, to take the game into his hands over a, a call like that that doesn't affect the play at all, at all. Didn't affect anything. Um, I mean, it's just tough, man. Here he is. Is, is he right? Uh, he's not right. I mean, the, 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 the ref has a job to do and things like that. But this is so Patrick Mahomes protecting his teammate yep. again. again. Even though the same guy has failed them time and time again. Okay, he failed him here. He's not lined up correct. He failed him week one when he dropped three balls against the, the Lions, which, a game they would have won. Okay. All these guys have failed them in RC. We've talked about this too, and it's it's the same position. Yep. They don't catch the football. All right. They run horrible routes. They this kid's thrown interceptions. Patrick has thrown interceptions when guys break off routes, and and then we got guys losing games because they can't catch a, a ball that he handed to you. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, this he just he he amazes me with how great a teammate he is. And this guy right here, line the heck up. All right, and I'm sorry, he, he, he hey, should be onside. Hey, hey, guys, <laughs> the fact that Rex said it's a toe. He it's a toe I don't like. Okay, so like uh, what did you say? I just said this is a toe I don't like. <laughs> he toes, likes toes. I, I like, hey. you know, I like toes. I don't like this toe. Hey, come on, line up on freaking side for crying out loud. See, now there is no way for us to do a serious show if we're going to go there, Rex. This is not the moment for it. I, I apologize. Hey, hey, all right. Kadarius Tony. 
if you turn Rex against feet, you a bad man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bad. All right. We have lost the ability to have a serious conversation about the play of the year. So let's spin it back to that. I have several questions, and I think many fans do. The first of them is, that is a play where it is just the toe that yes. is across the line of scrimmage. It does not have any impact Agreed. on the play. It does not give the Chiefs any competitive advantage in the last minute and a half of a game. Should that flag be thrown? Yes. I would rather it not. But when you look at – because right now, if you're the Buffalo Bills on the other end of this play, and Rex knows how this works, they have a chance as a team. They get to send in plays they believe should have been called. They would send this in and say this is offsides, and what they would get back was, yes, this was offsides, this was a missed call by the official. And so now if you're the Buffalo Bills, you're going to feel like the game was taken from you. But here's what Patrick Mahomes is saying. When, the, when we were playing the Green Bay Packers, you swallowed your whistle, you didn't make a call, and you allowed the game to be played by players when that call, in fact, did affect the play. Kadarius Tony's toe being on the line didn't stop Travis, uh, Travis Kelsey from making this play. Right. It didn't help Travis Kelsey make this play. And so I understand Patrick, Patrick's frustration, but his frustration is with Kadarius Tony. His frustration is with this locker room of skilled players that continues to let him down. Travis, Travis Kelsey makes the play of the decade, Yeah, makes the decision of the decade, the improv of the decade, the heads-up smart thing to do in a moment that other players aren't thinking like that, and you have a guy that can't think enough to do his own job correctly by lining up. This team has uh, one of the most uh, penalized teams in the entire league and a team that has the most drops. They are stealing wins from themselves. Okay, I, I also – we need to educate the audience here, okay? So you heard Patrick Mahomes say, back in elementary school, we look at the ref, am I onside, am I offside? Is it the official's responsibility to give a warning? Take me through that. You were a head coach for years. Yeah, I was, but absolutely it's not, okay? They will. Yes. When you ask, they will. They'll be like, yeah, you're good, Okay. My, my thing is clearly he doesn't do that. Or, or if he did and the guy said you were good and then he throws the flag, wrong. then shame on that yep. official. Yep. Okay? I don't believe that happened. And I'm going to say this, Greeny. I, they, they always come over and warn you first. And that, this was to Andy Reid's point in, in the Patrick Holmes. They'll warn you. They'll warn you on if your defensive lineman is crowding the football too much. They'll warn you if your offensive tackle is not on line of scrimmage. Almost every game, hey, Rex, you got to get that left tackle up on that line yeah. of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. I'd go right over there immediately, okay? Not one time in all the years I coached, all right, eight years as a head coach, not one time did they ever tell me about my receiver needs to be back off the line of scrimmage or he needs to, you know, I would be interested to see where Kadarius Tony lined up the entire, I'm going to go check it out, lined up the entire day when he was on the football. Yeah. And, and had he had those conversations and no. interactions with the official, but you could see Kadarius Tony, at least clearly on the video we had, he was always looking into the fit football to find the snap. So I don't know if he ever got that opportunity to communicate. And the one thing the official isn't going to do is run in from the sideline right. to tell Kadarius Tony to back up. He's also in the flat, so he's not he's not lined up way on the outside where right. he's, he's close tight. to the yes. official. He's lined up tight there. And, and the, the shame of it, well, there are so many things about this that are a shame, obviously. One of them is that it spoils what you just said might have been one of the greatest oh. plays in NFL in history. history. Of football. Yeah. That's not called. So in that moment, 
Travis Kelsey improvises yes. what would have been perhaps a game-winning touchdown. Buffalo would have had a minute 20 left. But this play by Kelsey would have Greeny, gone down in honestly, history. Honestly, this play could change the season uh -huh. for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's incredible. This, this would be a play that gets your season on the track that you want it to. You've had trouble making plays at the skill position. You've had trouble finishing games and winning. And now the guy you count on, your future Hall of Famer, the one skill player that has shown up most of the entire season, makes a play that's not called, makes a play that's not planned, makes a play that puts you in the end zone in the game you actually shouldn't even be in at this point. And because you are the same team you have been the entire season, you take it not only from him, but from your team by just not doing your job. I feel like Taylor Swift's next album is going to be called Kadarius. <laughs> it sounds hey. like the title to one of folklore. Too. Evermore. It's going to be outstanding. <laughs> you, you, your toe broke my heart. I mean, there's all sorts of different angles that she could take on this. There's so much more from that game I want to get into. So let me pause on that. We have tape to get to. We have another play I have to show you that might have been the play of the decade also. We also have more on Dak. He is flying high as we speak. Is the MVP award now his to lose? Can he lead the Cowboys to a title? We'll get to all of that and then Rex here we go Hembo is ready for you today as we talk about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys who is the only quarterback in Dallas history to lead the NFL in touchdown passes in a season Dak Prescott leads it right now who's the only cowboy to do it the answer is next so you know I light them up. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I got to say, I usually never think he's going to get it right. I think you're going to get this one right. Right now, Dak Prescott leads the NFL in touchdown passes. There's only one quarterback in Cowboys history that ever did that for a full season. Yeah. Who was it? Well, uh, first off, we were surprised that the you know Dallas had never had an MVP, right? Correct. You said, like, Troy Aikman won all those Super Bowls and all that. They had MVPs, but not quarterbacks. Right. Emmitt Smith was an right. MVP, but they've never had a quarterback, a quarterback that MVP. that was the MVP. Right. And and that was the other guy. Who did, I think we mentioned somebody else. Oh, Roger Staubach. You think it's yeah. I'm sitting back going, you know, and it's so funny because i got to say Himbo's disappointed in himself right now. Roger Staubach's the answer. Roger Staubach is the answer. It's that no easy, right. Rex. Dude, what you got for him? What you got for him, Rex? I know you got something for him. I don't know what I have for him. Is it in your pocket? Is it in your pocket? Where is it, Rex? Where did they put it? Boom! 
right there. I owe you, my friend. Are you kidding me? You give me a softball? Quick, you want me to go like that? Like, I don't know what to do. That's a softball. You don't give me that question. He hit, he hit that so far, he could have won the game in Las Vegas yesterday. I, I got to be honest. You know, it, it reminded me, it would have won that game because I would have looked a lot like Harmon Killebrew that big run shot yesterday. I have to say, I actually thought that was too easy yeah. for Rex. Anyway, let's talk about Dak because he now leads the NFL in touchdown passes and he is the favorite for MVP at ESPN Bet. He had 271 passing yards, two more touchdowns yesterday. He's now 9-4 and four for his career against the Eagles, by the way. And then let me show you that number. Rex just told you, no Cowboys quarterback has ever been named MVP of the league. Right now, he is your favorite. You see Brock Purdy behind him, Lamar Jackson, who had another big day yesterday, and then Jalen Hurts coming off of the difficult loss. As of this moment, RC, if you were a voter, and there is still almost a quarter of the season left to go. So there's plenty of football left to come. But right now, if you were casting a ballot, would you give it to Dak Prescott? Right now, if I was casting a, ba- a ballot, it would be Dak Prescott 1, Tyreek Hill 2, Brock Purdy 3. Okay. I, I think that is how I, I would call it. When you look at what Dak Prescott has done since the San Francisco 49ers game, if we weren't thinking about who we had a, a perception of Dak being mm-hmm. coming into this season, we'd be talking about him in that Patrick Mahomes sort of air. He's been that sort of quarterback. He's had that uh, typical uh, type of the command over the offense and the way that his confidence is now permeating throughout the entire locker room and the entire offense is what leadership is all about. Yeah, I, I think he, he should be the MVP uh, or, or win it. And the reason, look, I love Brock Purdy. There's no question. But I don't think Brock Purdy's team relies on him as much as Dallas relies on Dak, hmm. Dak Prescott. And case in point, 40%, 46% of the time, uh, the 49ers run the football. Yeah. And so, to me, Dak, obviously, has got to put it in the air more. I think that team relies on him more. And so, for those reasons, I would give it to Dak. Prescott. I want to also give some credit to some people who don't usually get it. And they are Mike McCarthy, the head coach and now play caller for the Cowboys, and his oft-maligned offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, who you obviously know well. You had him with the Jets all those years. When this season began, all the talk goes, they're going to run it, we're going to run it, we're going to run it. No picks, yeah. no picks, no yeah. picks. And we all sat here and said, you said, Tony Pollard, that's like putting a Ferrari in a demolition derby. They can't run it. And early in the season, it was showing up. And you know what they've done? They've morphed that offense. They've built it around Dak. They have used C.D. Lamb differently. They look like a different offense than they did the first month. And I'm going to say this. We have to give credit to Mike McCarthy. Yeah, absolutely. You have to give credit to Mike McCarthy for saying, I had a plan coming into that season. It's not working out like I thought it was, so let me change it up. Let me put more on Dak Prescott's shoulders, which I think has to be difficult as well when you watch him play against the San Francisco 49ers early on in this season and throw three interceptions. And now it goes to Dak Prescott. To Dak Prescott saying, you know what? I haven't used my athleticism in years. I've been a little scared to use my legs and utilize them outside of the pocket. Let me do that. And now we see him running in the red zone, creating second chance opportunities or second play opportunities for C.D. Lamb. I love everything about what this offense is, what it's morphed into, but this team will be tested in the next two weeks. Yeah, and I mean, when you talk about the coaching job that McCarthy's done, it is amazing. And the great coaches do this. They take their roster, and after a few games, they're like, you know what? 
Michael Gallup was the number two receiver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They said, no, he's not anymore. Yep. Now it's going to be Brandon Cooks. Now Ferguson. Or what? He's Ferguson. Now he's yeah. just a piece. And Michael Gallup's a better player when he's the fourth or fifth option. Okay? They, they started to, to, to do that and, and find out who they are. Sometimes you can see it from afar, but you can't see it up close. Mm. And I think they stopped back, especially during their bye, and realized this is who they are. And, and to me, they're as dangerous as they And as just to get. give a sense of, again, the – we take for granted what you guys go through during a season. He's a 60-year-old man who had to be rushed to the hospital with acute appendicitis on Wednesday, had surgery for that, was back with his team on Friday, back on the sideline on Sunday night, calling the plays and doing all the stuff he normally does. It's not a very healthy way, I would not think, to go about your life. Football ain't a healthy life. That's no. the point. <laughs> so feel good to win. Michael McCarthy, congratulations. <laughs> That's a monster win last night. Run the hurry up. Bunch of games we got to get to here. Rex, Ravens walk it off against the Rams on a Punt return touchdown, and you said you're not surprised because of the Ravens' focus. The focus on special teams. Nobody focuses and uh, puts more time in it than John Harbaugh does. Trust me, I coached under Harbs uh, as a defensive coordinator, and, and all those players that would play on special teams in practice, I'd have to sit for my individual and get them rest because we, we ran so much full-speed drills just for special teams. But that's why he's so fired up about it. This man made his yeah. his legacy on special oh, teams, true. and here he goes, wins a game on special RC, teams. are they the best team in the AFC? I do believe that they're the best yeah. team in the AFC. They were tested yesterday by Matthew Stafford and that offense, but they still found a way to win. And I think what's forgotten in this is the drive from Lamar to put this team up three late in the game. No, Lamar played a great game yesterday. The, the Ravens finding a way to win against a Rams team that is way better yep. than I think most of us realize Stafford is still slinging it, but the Ravens get a big win. Meanwhile, in that division, the Browns hang 31 on Jacksonville, three touchdowns from Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. What are we seeing here, RC? Well, I'll tell you a secret. Joe Flacco actually tried out and auditioned for Inside the NFL, which I host on Tuesday. I'm glad we didn't take him. Joe Flacco <laughs> is absolutely throwing the skin off of the football. And the one thing I noticed was he spoke in the locker room after the game, and you could hear a pin drop. And it's difficult to get a group of men who just won an exciting football game to be dead silent. It shows the type of command he has over that locker room, the respect that he has about the way that he's going about his work. And this team has a chance offensively now because of Joe Flacco. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, he's done an amazing job, but it's still based on that defense. Yep, yeah, and, sure. and, you know, especially at home now, this team can flat out play with anybody. If the season ended today, all four teams in the AFC North would make it into the playoffs. Will it wind up that way? That remains to be seen, but right now they all would. Rex, Justin Fields carved up the Lions defense. You and I both loved the Lions. Yes. It's been a rough month for those of us who love the Lions. Have they been exposed? They've been exposed. The last five games, they've given up 17 touchdowns and only forced 15 punts. So, yeah, it's brutal. Wow. And then with Jared Goff is turning the ball over the way he is. Uh, I, I am going to – I'm not giving up on the Lions, but my gosh, man, that defense is – they got to play better, and Goff's got to take care of the It's showing you how much execution matters. Jared Goff executing his position at a high level, not turning it over. This defense being tied in from the front end to the back. This doesn't look like a team 
that is on the screws as it pertains to what your assignment is on the defensive side of the football, and they can't rush the passer. No. Like, this is a team that cannot get to the quarterback, and when you give a guy like Justin Fields that time, even someone we don't count as an elite passer can carve you up if they have that talent. By the way, uh, the Bears should have beaten them both times. They played each yep, other right. this year. They just gave a game away about three or four weeks ago, the first time these teams met, and Justin Fields is going to be a terrific player for someone yep. next year. The Bears have done absolutely everything wrong with this kid, and he continues to look pretty good. Yep. He is going to wind up being someone starting Yeah, Justin Fields, what he's doing right now is making some team on the outside looking in say, that has to be our quarterback yep. next year. That absolutely. has to be our starter. If you are the Atlanta Falcons, and we've talked about it before, yep. and you're looking at that skill set under Arthur Smith and the way he likes to run the football, it would be a great fit. If, if I'm Bill Belichick, first Ooh. thing I do is say, hey, Here's our first-round pick. Give me Justin Fields. That's a good one. And New England. I'm telling you right now, mark it down. I will talk more about all that in a minute. Meanwhile, I want to give you a weekend wrap-up because so many other things outside of the NFL happened this weekend. Uh, If you need a loan, you might want to call Shohei Otani. Uh, The two-time MVP moved from the Angels to the Dodgers for $700 million. That is $250 million more than what Patrick Mahomes signed for a few years ago. It is the biggest contract in North American sports history. Meanwhile, Saturday night in Vegas, LeBron James and the Lakers beat the Pacers to win the first ever NBA in-season tournament. LeBron was named the tournament MVP, but Saturday night, Anthony Davis was spectacular. 41 points and 20 rebounds, so the Lakers get that win, and then LeBron was able to celebrate by going and watching his son play. I don't care how rich you are, how powerful you are, how famous you are. When, you're, when you're, something's wrong with one of your kids, it's the scariest thing in the world. I felt so good for the whole family yesterday to see Bronny out there and playing. He had that chase down block. He knocked down a three in his first ever action for USC. Hopefully, there will be much, much more to come. Meanwhile, ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN for exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities. Sign up for the ESPN Bet app. All users get $200 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the app. Sign up today. What a play. We'll get back to that in a minute here, RC. What do Justin Fields and wedding vows have to do with each other? RC will explain as only he can. His tweets are next. Get up on ESPN. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweets. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone laughs, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> Here we go. It's been too long since we've had Ryan Clark in here to explain his tweets. He's the most entertaining follow on Twitter, and he's going to show you why. Let's start with this one from Chicago. These are the performances the Bears need from Justin Fields. Probably not good enough for you to renew your vows, but more than enough for somebody else to think, man, they don't know what they have in you. I would treat you much better. He keeps this up, and the Bears got options. Hey, this is what happened, man, when you start bringing your girl around and you ain't treating her right. Somebody just waiting in the way, and they like, boy, if you let her go, I'm going to be taking her to the Sizzler. You look at Justin Fields and what he did yesterday, showing the skill with his legs, getting outside the 
the pocket, pushing the football down the field to DJ Moore. There are teams in this league that are saying, we want Justin Fields. He's better than what we have. He's better than what we'll be able to draft. We can build a team around him. The, the, the Bears are like this. The Bears got one foot out already, right? They don't really even have their foot in the house. They going to the club, Greeny. They all in the wrong spots. Yeah. They trying to be at Freak Nick. They going to Miami for Memorial Day. They don't want to be there. But there is somebody that's going to propose to Justin Fields, and they're going to have a long, good marriage. Okay. I, I, I love it. I love the topic. I'm going to propose to you that most NFL general managers do the thing that is easiest to explain if it doesn't work, which is why the Bears are going to move on from Justin yes. Fields and take Caleb Williams number right. one, even though we all know there's a 50-50 chance that he winds up being a great player. What they really should do is keep Justin Fields, trade that first pick for a Herschel Walker-like package, get three ones, three twos, all that kind of stuff, and build a team around a kid who has already shown you that he can actually play. What do you think? Absolutely right, but it's not going to happen. Not they're going to take the, They're going to take the kid from USC yep. right. and why he's on a rookie deal and build a team. Matt Eberflus has done a hell of a job, by the way. They're like five right. and four in the last nine. defense. Yep. And so, to me, they're going to build that way. You're right. Justin Fields, though, like to me, there's like Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin, in my opinion, they're going to be the front runners to, to go after Justin Fields. Look, you can get five or six players on a rookie contract uh, and, and pay Justin Fields. He's not going to get $200 million. Give him the Daniel Jones deal. It actually makes sense, but they won't do it. Next tweet from RC. Gilly still got it, man. When DK was going ape last week, they, <laughs> they started to travel him Gilly. This week out the gate, he has AJ. Same thing, dude just battling and making plays. RC. Hey, last week, DK was going crazy, right? Yeah. So what did they do? They moved Gilly onto him, <laughs> yeah. and Gilly shut him down. And so this week, they already knew coming into this game, you match him up with AJ Brown. And it wasn't like they're not going to throw him the football. Jalen Hurts continued to go to A.J. Brown, and Gilly stepped up time in and time out. He was physical, he was sound, and he made plays down the field. When you have a guy like this that steps in and makes plays, when a Trayvon Diggs goes out, all we talked about was Deron Bland. Yeah. And in truth, he's the key. He was going ape, just made me laugh. I need to pre-read this. <laughs> okay, I want to do one, I want to get to the third one, because there's a lot to get to here, and, and this is about the game in Kansas City that we've been on all morning long. Bills Chiefs 2021 playoff game was an absolute classic, beautiful offense, elegant quarterback play, and a skilled player nirvana. This matchup, not so much. It was an ugly, y'all want to win slugfest that ended with a call that's actually the right call that we still hate. <laughs> Weird day. RC. Wasn't it? Like, we got the two most talented quarterbacks in the world. And even in this game, they were a little uneven. But it gets you to a point where Josh Allen scores. So now we get to go see Patrick Mahomes be great. Travis Kelsey be great. And guess what? They actually were. were. Yes. They actually pulled it off. And right when they pulled it off, just like they've done all season, all season, the wide receiver snatched poonness from greatness. <laughs> they took it. The greatness was standing right there, and they turned it into doggy doo-doo because that's what they've done all year. Philadelphia Eagles, what happens? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he's great, right? Yeah, yeah. We're watching greatness yeah. float in the air. Yeah. MVS is out there to catch greatness, and when it hit his hand, it turned to doggy doo-doo, right? That's exactly what happened. Kadarius Tony walks into the end zone. It's greatness everywhere. 
everywhere. Travis Kelsey, greatness. Patrick Mahomes, greatness. Kadarius Tony, doo-doo. <laughs> it, was, it was a toe that even Rex didn't like, Did as he like said it. earlier this morning. So, But here's the thing. There's two plays in this game that we just need to sit back and, and, and wonder at. Again, the Tony call takes away what would have been a play we talk about for 20 years. Yeah. Travis Kelsey improvises that play. It's one of the best. You're going to see Kadarius Tony basically stops on this. Kadarius Tony was, uh, was, was in the route, right? He was in the route concept. He didn't get the football. Travis Kelsey, first off, breaks off and makes himself open because he wasn't. After that, with three Buffalo Bills approaching him, he sees a loafing Kadarius yeah. Tony That's right. who is not giving any effort That's to right. block anyone and help the team win the game. He gives them – he was going to be the star. Really? Yeah, he was. Everybody was going to run up to Kadarius Tony. How does it feel to win the game? But guess what? He was loafing. He was. And then he ruined it. <laughs> and Travis, again, stop the, the, the instinct of Kelsey to make oh. that play – but there's one play we have gone an hour and 51 minutes and haven't, you. E- haven't even Thank shown you. you. Josh Allen played, made a play yesterday. Thank I've been you. watching football 50 years. I've never seen anything like it. The play on the sideline, there were three different things they had to review at the end of this play. But Josh Allen racing to the corner, so against his body, somehow manages falling out of bounds to throw that to Latavius Murray, who tries as hard as he can to drop it. He tried to Kansas City that time. But still managed to do it. Rex, who else makes this play? That Nobody Allen makes this. This guy, they always say, put on his cape. Well, there it is. Yeah. There it is right there. Put that cape on. There he is. There goes Superman. Are you kidding? He gives it one of these deals, a little flick of the wrist. And look how accurate it is. And Latavius Murray, and I love him. But, oh, my goodness. Let's hold on to the ball, Latavius. But what a play. This That's thing, like, we would have never been talking about the other one. We'd be showing this one 100 dang times. This is absolute greatness, but it's about talent. Yeah. It's about the ability and the body control to turn that way when running to the sideline. By the way, he had to avoid the sack of a free runner, and he basically <laughs> handed it off to Latavius Murray. I believe this is the reason that no matter what Josh Allen does, we'll never let go of him. Because when you can make plays like this that nobody else in the world can make, you gotta hold on to that. Josh Allen is gonna give this team a chance to win playoff games, and they have no business being able to because of things like that. The other thing about Allen is that what we, we get cheated out of because of the call at the end, and none of us are saying it's the wrong call, it just is what it is is that it doesn't come with two seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. Allen's going to get a minute 20 down by four oh, he was score. to try and march them back Absolutely. down, right? So we didn't get to do, Well, Allen might take them down there and win He's the game anyway. He's going to and use his bazooka and say, here it goes. When you, look at, when you look at what Josh Allen has been able to do under Joe Brady, though, I think it's kind of going understated how great of a marriage this is going to be. He's been responsible with the football. There was the one pick yesterday. Yeah. And then also, the way that he's used James Cook to stretch the field, Show me I that. believe that it's made Josh better. Here, you're going to get a motion, and they're going to flood the field with a four strong. And flooding the field with four strong, they're going to give you a triple seam, which is going to affect the safety, Justin Reed and Mike Edwards. When you put a player into the flat, Mike Edwards has to expand. Justin Reed is going to take the first seam or the deep crosser, which allows James Cook, who is a 4-4 guy, to get right down the seam. Now, look what Josh does. Mm-hmm. He's locating Bolton right now. Bolton's the mic. Bolton's the mic. Because he knows that they're going to bring pressure. 
So when they bring pressure, if he knows he gets pressure, they're going to have to have a peeler. Yep. That's going to be Willie Gay. Watch what Willie Gay does when he's supposed to peel here on James Cook. He just puts hands on him. He knows it's a rush, right, because we got Bolton coming. We have the end on the opposite side coming. Karloftis is dropping out. You think George Karloftis is going to get to James Cook? <laughs> He's done such a great job giving Josh so much at the line and Josh executing it, but James Cook is a big part of that, pushing yeah. the ball the down. The Bills could easily miss the playoffs. If they get in, I would say there's no one they can't Beat. Meanwhile, two Monday night games tonight for the price of none. Eight Eastern, Tua and the Dolphins hosting the Titans. That's on ESPN and Deportes. On ABC, Jordan Love and the Packers, Saquon and the Giants, Peyton and Eli on ESPN2, and all the action as always on ESPN+. Meanwhile, the action continues here. The Philly fans frustrated. Stephen A. Can't wait to hear from him and Shannon and Molly and Rex and RC. They're breaking down everything Eagles-Cowboys on first day, top of the hour, here on ESPN. And that is all the time we have. We will see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow. First Take starts now.